Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. Up next, we got the man, the myth, the legend, Sam Ocho. Sam played in the NFL for the Arizona Cardinals, Bears, Bills, and Bucks. But most importantly, he just came out with his very first book, Let the World See You. This book will inspire you to be the real deal in a world full of fakes. So sit back, relax, and get your pens ready because this is Write It Down. I ordered your book like literally right after I reached out to you and it took me all of maybe two and a half days to finish your book. <laughs> Let the world see you how to be real in a world of fakes. Um, especially I'm sure you can see this with um, social media and everybody putting their best foot forward all the time. Um, so thank you so much for writing this. I want to start off by saying this as well. From the minute I opened your book, I felt like I could be myself, like just mm. in my own brain space, reading the authenticity of your words. I'm not a huge reader. My family will make fun of me like listening to this, but it like you have to pay me to read most of the time. Um, <sighs> but your book was like a picture book book without pictures. And mm. so I just want to say and just um, number one, like encourage you and say, well done. Um, I've already recommended it to so many of my friends. Um, you just do such a great job, not only capturing some of the past, um, experiences that you've had, but you do such a good job relating it to scripture in a very authentic Mm. way. So thank you so much for writing this book. Um, yeah, but anyways, so I just took over the entire show and told everybody to go buy your book. Um, but what is the biggest? Well, thank you. No, thank no. you. That's what I, was, I mean, like for me, like this book is I, I've done. I, you could say done a lot or doing a lot and all the things. But like this book is the most like when I talk about things I'm excited about. Yes. It always goes back to this book because uh, two things. One, it's my heart on the page. That's probably the second piece. Right. So it's like me on the page. Mm-hmm. But the first thing, the primary piece is that. I want people's lives to be changed. Like I want mm. people to be able to read the book, like you said, and, and feel like they can be themselves or feel like they can be real, feel like they have a space to just feel free, yep. um, free to be who God made them to be. And so to hear you say that, and we haven't talked before. This is, no. our, this is our first no. convo. To, so hear you say that. It's just a recorded yeah. friendship right yes. here. Yes. yes. <laughs> it, it brings me so much joy. No, for real. And, and what I like is, is first of all, most people, um, actually a lot of people don't, um, understand the, the celebrity world and celebrity circle. So we see it from the outside looking in on Instagram, tabloids, TV, but, um, I've had some experience, um, with, with people in the NFL and the NBA and more in the celebrity circle. And I can't tell you what a good job you do bridging the gap between, um, like a reader, someone who's never been in scenarios like that, but, um, and also bridge the gap between that and like some, you've encountered some pretty, um, tremendous people and without giving away, uh, every single chapter of your book, because I want people to go read it for themselves. You do a really good job, um, just bridging the gap between quote unquote, the common man and the celebrity circle, because we all put our pants on the same way. We all struggle with the same things. And so when I read this, I just feel like such a connectivity. And the only way that was possible was honestly through Jesus. So, um, I just, I just love that. And thank you for being candid, but in the beginning of your book, you mentioned 
Jerry, a man who has been a mentor in your life. So kind of um, bring us to that point of Jerry in your life, what he's impacted you and his legacy and why you wrote this book. We all need mentors. I, I truly believe that every one of us needs a mentor and needs someone we can look up to, someone we can learn from. In sports, people call it a spotter. I have one of my former teammates said, you can't get stronger unless someone's spotting you. When you're working out and you're trying to get stronger, lifting weights, doing bench press, you're not going to get stronger. You're going to get stuck at the same weight unless you have someone standing over your shoulder helping you lift the heavier weights that you weren't prepared to lift on your own. Mm -hmm. And after you get that help, then all of a sudden the next week you're lifting more and more and more. And it's the same thing in life. You can't advance in life unless you have someone you can look up to, someone you can lean on and someone you can learn from. And and it's a, it's a two-way street. You should ideally you have someone you can look up to and then ideally you have someone that you're pouring into. And so Jerry, for me, was the man who I looked up to and he was the one who poured into me. He was my next door neighbor. When I lived in Arizona, I was playing with the Arizona Cardinals at the time. I just got drafted and I was young. I was a young man trying to find my way and was getting ready to get married. And all of a sudden this man, 60 something year old man, moved in with his wife and they were, I mean, they were, it's like they were in puppy love, mm -hmm. right? They've been married for almost 50 years and he got married really young and they married for almost 50 years and they would throw parties together with their friends. They would hold hands. He would take her out on dates. And I was just watching him and say, man, this is exactly what I want in my marriage. He loved Jesus. Well, he loved people well, and it just seemed like he was living life to the fullest, to everything that God had given him, he was living. And so my wife, a little backstory about my wife and I were getting going on our almost seven years of marriage. And she, we met in Nigeria. My parents are from Nigeria. And so we, my wife and I met in Nigeria doing a medical missions trip. Long and short of it is she came to America. We got married and both of us were just trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So Judy, Judy, who's Jerry's wife, became very close with Ngazi, which is my wife. And there's a 40, almost 50 year you know, age gap or really yeah, about 40, 30, 40 year age gap. But they just became really close, almost like two peas in a pod, and as was I with Jerry. And so we stayed in touch. He taught me a ton. I'd go to his house often. A few years later, I moved from the Arizona Cardinals with the Chicago Bears. So I was living in Chicago. Um, in the interim, Jerry had got cancer, and it wasn't getting better. And we had you know, prayed for him. We had supported him and his wife financially. We had and then all the things we could do to mm -hmm. try and help, and nothing was working. And finally, I got a, we got a, there's a, he posted a message on Facebook, posted a Facebook post asking for permission to go. Mm. And we were, my wife actually is the one who showed me, she said, have you seen Jerry's Facebook? I said, no, why? She said, just check it out. She showed me and it was him essentially saying, guys, I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to see Jesus. Wow. Jerry was 70 something at the time. And, and so I gave him a call and, and it was interesting because this man is super, he's very gregarious and, and just not even loud, but in your face and passionate. And when we were on the phone this time, it was almost as if he had 20% of the strength of his voice left. And as we're talking and he said, I'm ready to go home, ready to, ready to see Jesus. I'm like, dude, what? And he's asking for my permission. I'm thinking, what do you, what am I supposed to say? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, why um, are you no. Asking? Yeah. 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 Like, am I going to so stop you? you know what? Yeah. And, and I said, okay, well, before you go, I need you to give me what you got. Mm. You're my mentor. You're the person I've looked up to. Give me, I need something. So what do you need? I said, I need you to tell me anything and everything, you know, like, what do I need to know? What would you tell your 
20-something-year-old self. Hmm. You know me well. I need something. He said, Sam, I've got two things for you. Number one, the most important thing that I've learned in my 70-plus years on this earth as a, as, a, as a man, as a follower of Jesus, as a, as a dad, as a, as a person in the marketplace, the most important thing I could tell you, the number one thing you can do on this earth is to get to know Jesus intimately. God takes no greater joy than you getting to know Jesus. And it's a mutually beneficial relationship as you mm-hmm. get to know Jesus. He gets joy and then you get joy. And there's nothing better than getting to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he paused. And I waited and I waited. What did, what's next? If that's number on. one, yeah, I mean, yeah. number two better be gold. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he said, the second thing I want you to know, Sam, is that you are worth getting to know. Hmm. Never forget that. You are worth getting to know. And those 10 words would be the last 10 words that I would ever hear from Jerry. Hmm. For my friend, for my mentor, he would go on to, to pass away to go be with Jesus a few days later. I actually tried to go visit him. I was in Chicago and I, I said, let me leave after practice. And long and short of it is I, 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 I arrived a minute, a couple minutes too late. Mm. And, and, and it was hard. I'm not going to lie. This is right around the two year anniversary of his passing. We're a little over, it was December of 2018. Mm. And it's still something that we feel. Judy and I are on the phone often. Judy and my wife are on the phone often laughing, joking, talking about life, thinking about Jerry. We're, you know, it still hurts. Yeah. But but the words that he told me were the inspiration to this book. This book, mm-hmm. Let the World See You, is dedicated to Jerry Price. Yeah. yeah. To this message of what it means to be seen, known, and loved by Jesus. The message of getting to know Jesus and also understanding that we are worth getting to know. Yeah. You uh, are worth getting to know. Yeah, I love that. I think if... Well, I know if more people walked around knowing that there would be this level of of confidence and not false confidence, not a I, you know, kind of built my empire quickly confidence, like a confidence that's so rooted in Jesus that when everything else is kind of spiraling, you walk around knowing that you are worth getting to know and that there's something special inside of you. And what I also love about this book is it really um, starves comparison it um the words on these pages will find you'll find yourself in this book somewhere whoever reads this you'll find yourself in the story somehow how that relates to your life but comparison is not an option in this book you don't feel less than you don't feel like you could never be somewhere none of it you feel like you're worth getting to know um and i want to ask you this um is there a story maybe that wasn't in the book where your hidden agenda bit you in the butt or maybe it is in the book, but but there's a, a hidden agenda or a motive that you had in the past that kind of bit you in the butt. Um, ultimately, things work out for your good because you're a follower of Jesus. But what 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 does that look like in this world? Well, I wouldn't say necessarily a story in the book, but more so a thread throughout my entire life. So much of my life, and I think a lot of our lives, mm-hmm. are filled with hidden agendas. And I'll just use me as an example. Mm-hmm. I love how you said that the book starves comparison because that's a lot yeah that's that's the goal like this is you this is us this is all of our stories yep. but there are times when i was watching a video i did from a couple years ago 
around the Super Bowl. And and I was playing with the Cardinals at the time. The Super Bowl was in Arizona and I was throwing I was getting ready to throw a Super Bowl party. And the interesting thing was like I'd become friends with some people. Talk about this is a comparison story, right? I'd become friends with some people in the Christian music space and some other NFL athletes and, you know, on different teams who are Christians and and I would actually be jealous of these Christian influencers or Christian people who were doing good things. Cause I said, Oh, well, that should be me. Mm-hmm. That should be me. I saw one of my, uh, my, my NFL, a guy who I knew in the NFL was throwing a party with Lecrae mm-hmm. and, or doing a, a one-on-one basketball with Lecrae. And I was like, well, I, I know Lecrae. I, I want to be, mm-hmm. why well, I'm not, I'm not playing mm-hmm. basketball with him. It was almost the thing. It was like, well, am I not good? At Le- I mean, seriously, it was like the littlest things. <laughs> I mean, know? yes. Yep. You know, and it's like, well, why, why do they get this thing? And I don't get this thing. Right. And even I ended up, we threw the three of us through a Super Bowl party. This guy's name is Justin Forsett. Mm-hmm. We threw a Super Bowl party and, and it was a blast, but it seemed like he was closer with some people than I was. And I, so even in my good doing good, yep. there was still behind this heart behind of like, of jealousy. So I would pray and I still do oftentimes, but there was a time where I was like, God, just rid this of me. Mm-hmm. Please, because I don't want I want to be able to celebrate when your kingdom comes. I want to be able to celebrate when people are doing good works and building relationships as opposed to me feeling less than. Right. And I think a lot of me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I want to be free to be able to celebrate. There was a dream I had a a couple years ago and and football, like a lot of things, like social media. Mm -hmm. It's easy to compare. It's easy to compare your stats, your performance how many followers you have, how much your contract, it's so easy to compare. And I would catch myself doing that. I couldn't celebrate someone else because I said, well, when's my turn going to come? And I remember having this dream where I was in heaven. I was in heaven. And as you can guess, there was a football game going on. (laughs) (laughs) What heaven looks like for Sam Ocho is... Right. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be Football. on the left corner, yeah. the left, yeah. you know, the, yeah. after the streets, once you get to the, right, right, right. after the streets of gold. Exactly. The, no, so, and there was a football game going on, but interestingly enough, I wasn't in the game. I was on the sideline watching and my team was playing a different team. And the person on the different team did an amazing, like pirouette-esque, like spin move to avoid the tackler that was on my team trying to go tackle him. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, and he made an amazing play. And instead of usually if I'm it's in real life, I'm dejected. Oh, no, man, my God messed up. We're going to lose. What's going to happen? I just celebrated. Hmm. I just celebrated the beauty of the play. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter whose team this person was on and who was going to win. It didn't, the, 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 the winning didn't even come into fruition. What, 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 I ce- what I got a chance to celebrate was that that was a beautiful play. It was a well done like move. It was, it was majestic. It was artistic. Mm-hmm. And so my prayer turned into, God, I don't want to be jealous of other people. You talk about this this story, this through line of something that held me back. I don't want to be jealous of other people. God, I want to be able to celebrate them. And and, I, and I've seen God answer that prayer in my life. Mm-hmm. And so to answer your question, it was a thread mm-hmm. in my life. But it seems like, you know, sometimes these strings are hanging out of our clothes. That thread was pulled and now it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, there's this... Um this like thought that came to my head the other day of, okay, Lord, if your thoughts and your eyes are always fixed on me, you don't need an ounce of my help to focus on me. You're already so focused on me that I can have the freedom to focus on others. Because I think we, we, in our human nature, we, I mean, we can't help it. Um, and the Lord can help us, but we just can't help, but want to like help God with our story. 
like I know a little bit more than he does. So I need to do like a little bit more over here. And there's this parable um, that I love and it's keep, it keeps coming up. Um, but when Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven being like um, the wedding feast, and if you go get the best spot, you know, kind of essentially like I'm paraphrasing, but if you go get the best spot, the seat at the front, it's embarrassing if somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, that's not your seat. Come sit in the back. But mm. if you go and choose the seat in the back and somebody comes to you and says, Hey, there's a spot for you up here and they exalt you to the front. That's how the kingdom of heaven is like. And so I like sometimes during the day, I'm like, okay, sit in the back, Brooke. What does sitting in the back look like today? And I'm not perfect. So this is not me being like, I've arrived here. I'm just saying like when I was reading your book and there were certain stories that you shared and even kind of like the one you just shared right now is like, I want to be so confident sitting in the back celebrating others in front of me that when, when God exalts me to what he has called me to do, I feel free. I feel a breath of fresh air. I feel known. I feel like I'm worth getting to know. And I think that is so backwards to what our culture teaches. And it's just so freeing to be able to even talk to you on the phone and be like, yeah, I get it. I get what you mean where there's just like, nobody would see that thought in your head. But when God pulls that strand out, you're, you feel free. Like, dang. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And it's one of those things where, you know, for me, I thought that was always going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to be comparing myself. Right. I'm always going to feel less than or feel inadequate. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to not be confident. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, like as I, as we commit things to prayer, God actually does answer our prayers. I know. It's like crazy. I love like what some people like. So it's like it's like wait, really? He actually does answer prayers. Like if you journal, and oh, I, I don't yeah. do a great job of journaling, oh. but if you journal, I tell you know, people have told me, man, if you do go back and read it, read one of your journal entries from a year ago, two years ago, six months ago, and see how God had answered has answered that prayer. I was do I was speaking at a church a couple years ago. And I remember speaking, it was in Chicago and, and I, I was hanging out afterwards. People were coming and saying hi and shaking hands and, and, um, no, obviously no masks. It was in 20, like 17. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, no hand sanitizer. <laughs> um, but like one of the, per- one of the, one of the men came up to me and said, man, Sam, you are so confident. And I, f- and I feel like I haven't been able to be confident and I want that same kind of confidence. Can you tell me how you became so confident? And I looked at him like, bro, if you would ask me this question like a year, like, are you kidding yeah. me? Like me confident? Cause I never felt that. I always felt like I was not enough, right? not good enough, not fast enough, not strong enough, not what fill in the blank enough. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, this guy says, man, in, in essence, he said, you've grown. Mm-hmm. Like, cause he didn't see me before, but he sees me now you've grown. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, and same thing in football, people would say, oh, you don't trust yourself. Just trust yourself, trust yourself take chances. And then next thing you know, as I started trusting God, really, mm-hmm. and trusting myself, all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, you're, that was really risky, Sam. Are you sure you want to do that? It's like, I knew, I just trusted myself. Yeah. And I, I use those two examples just to help remind us that we can change. We can go from point A to point B. We are not stuck mm-hmm. forever. Yes, there may be a time where you feel like you're not advancing, but you're not stuck forever. If, if you if we can really commit our ways to the Lord, and I'm learning this myself, oh yeah, Ooh, like He'll take it. care of it. He'll mm-hmm. take care of it. Mm-hmm. And and it may not look the way we want. It may not be at the pace we want or the rate that we want. 
but he will truly take care of it. You will, you will do less, but you will accomplish more. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I love that. There's something that, um, I've heard over the last week or so just kind of come up in conversation with people. And that's when I'm like, okay, God, I hear you. If this is keeps coming up, then all right, I'm listening. Um, but God is like, when you're in a relationship with God, you're in it for the long game. And Mm. there are things that instantly get answered. There are things that like, in, in our mind maybe seem instantly like they, they come up and, and are great and we're celebrating. But I've known some of the most special things I've ever encountered on this earth has been the long game. And um, something that kind of came to me, I mean, the show is called Write It Down because I do write a lot of things down. And I journal and at the end of each episode, the guest gives the audience something to write down. But something that I wrote down recently that I feel like is my life, write it down in order to experience the power of God's perfect timing. You have to let time pass. Mm. And that's hard. It's super duper hard, but I have had moments in my life where I have gone, God, any other timing, if you would have answered that prayer at any other time, but this moment right now, it wouldn't be as special. And I think, and I read, um, Lisa Turkers, I think said this, that God loves you way too much to answer your request at any other time than the perfect timing. And Mm. that's just like a really, that's a cool moment because most of those moments are, are very private, but they create that confidence. Like you were saying that to be able to go, I'm, I'm growing, I'm changing because I'm do less, (laughs) you know, do less Mm. and do not stress, you know? Um, but is there a time or an experience you've had with God where you were like, that was God's sovereign timing without a doubt? Maybe, maybe the wife story in your book, meaning your wifey or, you know, that's a great story. That's a great (laughs) story. There's probably so Uh, many. No, and uh, that's probably the best story. That's oh, probably my so favorite good. chapter in the book. I love that one. That was um, like, I, that gave me chills. That was cool. But, but the, the, the timing of what, so, okay, let me just, let me just say it. So, like, <laughs> the way this book came out, yeah. like, this book was, this book wasn't like, all right, I'm going to, this age or for this many years, I'm going to write a book. And it's going to be the best. Right. No, like I was in some, I was struggling. Mm-hmm. Brooke, I was, I mean, it was like, yeah, things on the outside. You talked about celebrity world and celebrity status. I will, oh, people, if you just don't hear any, if you don't hear anything else, hear this, we are all, we all go through stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody is struggling. I don't care how good someone looks on social media. I don't care how many followers someone has. I don't care how much money. I don't care how pretty they, mm-hmm. everybody struggles. And I don't know if anyone used to listen to, I don't know about the new school Kanye, but the old school Kanye, he said the prettiest people do the ugliest things on the road to riches and diamond rings. The, mm. There's some pretty people you see on social media that do some very ugly things. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the timing of this book of let the world see you, I was, like, I understand. I understand at a, at a, like core level, what it means to hide mm-hmm. or to pretend. And even I talk about it in my book, being a teenager and going and hiding in a, in a, in a, in a restroom, in a, you know, a restroom stall mm-hmm. uh, from a situation I wasn't comfortable in and comfortable with. I, I understand at a core level, what it means to hide. Mm-hmm. And so for me, 
to write a book about authenticity and about letting the world see you. So two years ago and some change, it was August. No, it was late July of 2018. Like I had just signed a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract in the NFL. And it was like, I'd, ne- I'd never done that. Usually I was like, it's like, oh, NFL NFL players are millionaires. Like, yeah, not me. Like I was the guy who yeah, was, was like on the minimum. Yeah, contract. I was the one that like, wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I was the one. I was exactly. And I and all of a sudden, like I, I'd reached the goal and that was, I was it. And I had all the things you would hope for. And, and, and I was the starter and I was the guy and it was going to be my team and my year. And I was miserable. Yeah. I was miserable. And I, I, going into the season, I, we were in the off season. I wasn't, I was, I was, it seemed like I was just by myself. And, 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 and I remember sitting down with a friend, the longest short of it is this. I was sitting down with a friend in July of 20, 2018 and talk about God's timing. Mm-hmm. I was driving back to Chicago to get ready for training camp, which is the most intense four to six week period of the NFL season two-day practices you're up at 6 a.m you don't go to sleep till 10 you're in pads all the things i'm getting ready to drive to chicago one of my close friends who knew me back when i was in arizona he happened to be in chicago getting ready to leave the air leave go to the airport and leave and i was just struggling i needed someone to talk to to share with i felt like i just wasn't being who god made me to be and just from a like i was getting angry easily i wasn't being the same joyful jovial sand that everybody that i yeah that i know i was created to be right anyways I, I reach out to my friend. He says, I'm at, he says, he's actually in Chicago. We meet up at the airport right before he leaves. We sit down. I start sharing with him what was going on just with like fear and shame and comparison. And I just felt like I wasn't enough. And, and, and as I'm sharing with him, I said, and I'm, I'm talking about like some of my struggles, some of my doubts and like, how I just wasn't honoring God with, with anything I felt like. Mm. And I said, well, but, I, but I said, man, but here's the, here's the deal. Football starts in a week. So in a week from now, I'll be able to get back to my teammates, get back to football, and everything will be okay. And he looks at me and he says, Sam, if that's how you feel, he said, Sam, if if that's how you feel right now, I'm concerned about what happens when when football ends for you. Mm. When when the season of life, when you retire, when this season of life ends, I'm really concerned. And as I'm sharing with him, I'm I start to cry because I just, I don't know where it came from, but yeah. I start to cry. And this guy had never seen that side of me I'm crying. And, and he looks at me in my tears and my you know, snot bubbles and all. And he says, it's nice to see you. <laughs> it's nice to see you. And I'm thinking, what is this guy talking about? Like, I'm like wiping the tears away. Like, I don't even like, know where I've they came from. I've been here this from. whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, what like, do you I'm mean it's nice to see me? Yeah. And yeah. And he says, and he, yeah, he's like, I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. yeah. And he says, um, he says, no, it's, he said, it's good to see that you're human. Hmm. So I've known you for a long time and I've never seen this side of you. It's really nice to see you. And so he, he actually recommended that I go go talk to a counselor yeah. a guy he had just met with funny enough because he is and not even just 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 life plan and all these things and and so i said yes I, never in another time of year would i ever would someone have asked and would i have said yes my dad's a therapist he's a counselor i'm like i, I get it i know i know how this stuff works mm-hmm. and i said yes and so a week later 
that evening we were supposed to report to training camp that morning i believe it was a thursday that thursday evening at seven is when we report to training camp at a place called bourbon illinois two hours away from chicago well that morning i was up in barrington illinois an hour north of chicago sitting down with the counselor and and i'm you know the re- the rest of the story is in the book in, in essence mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the long and short of it is in this counselor's office and I'm thinking I'm just going to be in and out. I know the drill. Yeah, yeah. I, I do this. I don't have trauma. Um, I'm fine. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm fine. Like, I'm yeah. different. I'm yeah. different. Yep. I'm built different. Yep. And uh, he, he says, well, Sam, I got a question. Before we even get, before we even go too deep, he said, what do you do when you get angry? Hmm. What do you do when you get angry? And I said, well, that's easy, right? A plus on this one. Um, I don't get angry. And he says, okay, let me, let me ask you one more time, Sam. What, what do you do when you get angry? I try not to get angry. He looks at me and he says, Sam, nodding his head, everyone gets angry. Mm-hmm. So what do you do when you get angry? And I began to cry. I began to cry. You know what he said a week later, different place, different environment. He looks at me, it's not bubbles and all. And he says, it's nice to see you, Sam. And oh, by the way, get used to hearing that. Well, fast forward, and I'm really not going to share this one because I'm going to you know, go 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 get the. It's on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You buy you, the right? book, people. It. Cliffhanger. Don't. But, yeah. But the long and yep. the long and short of it is, um, that year, 2018, and even bleeding into 2019, was a year of me letting the world see me, of me being who God made me to be. And interestingly enough, we had a brand new coach of the Chicago bears and that season. So much happened. I tore my pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was out for the season. I mean, I lost my starting job, all these different things, but this new coach had a motto, one motto, two words for the entire season. And each year, different coaches have different sayings. Some do, some don't his motto for the year to our entire teams, brand new coach. It was this, it was B U B U. So talk about timing. Talk about freedom. This this idea of being you, being me, letting the world see me. Not only was it being reinforced in my counseling sessions that I would go to every Monday at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. in Barrington, Illinois, but it was also being reinforced in team meetings, at practice, at work. It was being forced, being reinforced in my life. Be you. Let the world see you. Because mm-hmm. when you do, God gets the glory. People around you benefit and the world around you thrives. Always. Yeah. There, there's this level of, I mean, I, I even think about, so I went to counseling as well. And I think because, and maybe you're similar, cause I kind of get this from your book a little bit because we grew up in the, the Christian, uh, circle and youth group and you almost become really good at being a professional Christian. And you forget how to just be you and let Christ live in you. And I was in a counselor's office and, you know, he was like, your, your performance is going to burn you out. Like you're, Mm. you're performing, um, to get a job. You're performing to, um, you know, get things from God. You're performing like all of it. He's like calling me out and I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't have a performance problem. You know, you get in counseling, you're like, these aren't my issues, but they are. And you know, he, he asked me this question, like, do you know why you gravitate more towards your like closer friends? And I was like thinking about my close friends and I like love them so much. 
And he's like, because you're not, you're not putting on a show for them. You feel free when you're around your best friends because you don't feel like you have to preach at them. You don't feel like you have to perform the perfect Christian walk for them. You're able to just be you. And I was challenged with that. And I'm still challenged with that is because God's entrusted me with this podcast and there um, has been some just unique guests and stuff like that. You know, I'm challenged with that. Brooke, are you going to show up being yourself on the mic? Or are you going to be a performer? And I notice mm-hmm. even when I introduce my show, sometimes like when somebody will call in, I'll be like, hey, like we're about to get rolling. And I'll be like, welcome back to write it. And my voice changes. I'm like, welcome yeah. back to write yeah. it down. And then we like yeah. all get stiff and we're like, crap, there's 4,000 million people listening, which there isn't. But instead mm-hmm. of just being like, no, hi, I'm Brooke. Hi, nice to meet you. Thanks for coming. Like, let me talk to you. Who, who are you, Sam? Let's, mm. let's, let's let people be a fly on the wall of who we really are. And that's what people are craving. And so if people are getting ready in the morning or in their car or w- on a walk and they're listening, it's the same with your book. You want them to feel like they can be them, that they're here mm. too. And that is exactly what Jesus Christ did. That is exactly what he did. He created spaces where people could be sick, where people could be adulterous, where people could drink, where people could party. He, mm-hmm. he allowed that to happen. And I think about that. I'm challenged with that of like, I don't want to sell a bill of goods to people. I want to accept the real thing and let that change me. Mm-hmm. And I think that your book just embodies that time and time again, like every chapter, whether we're talking about chipotle go get the book or we're talking about (laughs) the dallas cowboys or we're talking about larry fitzgerald or big names or we're talking about you know a pastor that you met with like those Mm. are the things that like you nobody can take your testimony from you and whoever out Mm. there is listening and they think that you got to be somebody special or have a little bit um, more knowledge about the bible to come to jesus and be fully known and fully loved that is a lie and Mm. and we know that because we've experienced that lie Mm. and it's so freeing when you get rid of it it's like a chain that you're just like whoa get off of me i don't want that ever Mm. again i don't want to ever feel like i have to do something to get to god and then try to convince others that's what it's like in the kingdom of heaven when really the kingdom Mm. of heaven go sit in the back and watch jesus bring you forward like Mm. that's it's so chill (laughs) it's really Mm. really chill but you know the the, i mean i could go on and on about this this episode is brought to you by river road coffee and popsicles River Road's owner, Elizabeth Feigley, was the featured guest on Write It Down's 32nd episode. River Road is popular for its craft, local coffee, and handmade gourmet popsicles. This shop is located in the heart of Cocoa, Florida. For more information, visit their website, riverroadcp.com. That's riverroadcp.com. But always remember, I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now, back to the show. I would have to say you probably feel so much joy and freedom being able to be yourself in, in a world, in a world full of fakes. Um, and just like a side, like just kind of like a side story, kind of how, um, this podcast came about. Um, I started at my hometown and that like, whatever, next month I'm at, um, Tim Tebow's celebrity golf gala. And let me tell you, I did not belong there. Um, at all, <laughs> just, it's not me at all. I was, I mean, the mentor that I met in college, like, um, had invited me to this and different things like that. And so I'm on the, the red carpet, just like in awe of the fact that like, 
you know, Chip Gaines is there and stuff like that. And there's a man behind me and he and I are chatting and he was like just joking around about how I didn't know what I was doing on the red carpet. I mean, I literally like was like, what is this? <laughs> so we're like, we end up talking for like an hour before the event started. And, you know, he was like, what's your last name, you know, or what's your na- first and last name? I was like, oh, it's Brooke Murata. And he's, I was like, what's yours? And he's like, oh, my name is Marcus. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then he was like, yeah, Marcus Allen. And I was like, oh, cool. And he's like, do you know who I am? And I was like, should I? And at this point, I'm like, <laughs> my dad would be disappointed. I grew up watching the NFL. And so when we get in the room, um, the announcer goes up there and announces all the, the stars. And they go by last name. And the first one they introduce is Marcus Allen. And I look at him and I'm like, I am so sorry. Like, I felt so disrespectful. Like, I didn't know, like, I was in, you know, the presence of, you know, greatness. But he never made me feel like I should have felt that way. And, you know, he was my first guest on this show. And I can't begin to tell you how humbled I was by the fact that that there wasn't this level of, well, I'm Marcus Allen. It was, mm. oh, you're Brooke Murata and you're special and God has something for you. How can I help? And mm. if we could all be like that, <laughs> man, this world would have a, a world full of people who aren't fake. Let me tell you that. Because they'd feel like they mm. could breathe by not knowing who you are. They feel like they could breathe by not having to perform to do something they feel like God's called them to do. And again, I could sit here and say it over and over and over again. Let the world see you creates that space, Sam. Like, job well done. Like, I'm I'm seriously just, it came at the right timing in my hands. So thank you for writing this book. Um, is there any last remarks before we get to our rapid fire and our write it down that you just, you want people to know about Sam Ocho and, and who you are? I'm just going to read a devotional that I usually read. Please. It's like a, it's like two paragraphs. Yeah. Get it. This is from today's yeah, it's from today. Mm-hmm. So it says, I'm leading you along the way, along a way that is uniquely right for you. The closer to me you grow, the more fully you become your true self. The one I designed you to be because you're one of a kind. The path you are traveling with me diverges increasingly from that of other people. However, in my mysterious wisdom and ways, I enable you to follow this solitary path while staying in close contact with others. In fact, the more completely you devote yourself to me, the more freely you can love people. Mm. Marvel at the beauty of a life intertwined, 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 there you go, reading 101, <laughs> um, <laughs> with my presence. Mm-hmm. Rejoice as we journey together in intimate communion. Enjoy the adventure of finding yourself through losing yourself in me. It's a devotional called Jesus Calling by mm-hmm. Sarah Young. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. And like I'm most pumped about my book, right? Like let the world see you. Um, SamMachoBook.com. You can find it there. Find mm-hmm. it anywhere. You know, go to Amazon, Target. But this book as well, Jesus Calling, like that was a timing of that book just Mm -hmm. was amazing as well and so just sometimes remembering that our paths will look different than other people's paths so it's silly to compare Mm -hmm. it's actually not only is it detrimental to compare but it's actually just silly to compare our paths are going to look different Mm -hmm. right imagine if you're saying well imagine if you broke or saying man i should have been in the NFL, like Marcus Allen. Wow, what did I do? I should have been you a linebacker, I mean? dang it. Right, like, or like Sam, like, man, yeah. Sam and Marcus and Tim Tebow, I, why did I, I'm not a good enough NFL. 
And God's like, no, I gave you a podcast that's a gift for mm-hmm. you to bless other people and also to benefit you as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, imagine if, if I'm saying, man, why did I play football? I should have been years ago, started a podcast called Right Again. And I didn't even interview. <laughs> I haven't met Marcus. It's, it's actually it's silly. silly. It doesn't it's make silly. sense. I know. It doesn't make sense. Like, we don't know. Like, I don't know what it took, like, for you to do this. Mm-mm. Right? And you don't know what it's like. So, we, so, People, there's that saying, comparison is a thief of all joy. Oh, yeah. But it's actually, it's also, it's also just foolishness and it's silly because it's like God has unique paths designed for each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. And so the more I, I slow down and remember that he's, he's in charge, right? What is that? The, mm-hmm. the, you know, that movie with Tom Hanks. I'm the captain now, right? Like, yeah. you know, Captain Phillips, whatever it's called. Um, like God's the captain, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. Let Jesus direct the boat yep yeah the more we do that the better off we'll be oh yeah I, I i mean i say this too like can you imagine if moses and abraham and david and mary and joseph all had the same call on their life would jesus ever right. be here <laughs> like, right can you imagine if abraham heard the voice of the lord the way that moses did like there would just right. like how would how would his kingdom get accomplished and I mean, I think about that in my, my own life, my own walk. It's, you know, the more that God um, entrusts to us, um, it's just so imperative that we go through these lessons, you know, in the counselor's office and, you mm. know, at the gas station or in our family time. It's important that we're learning these little lessons and it's building endurance muscles in us so that when he doesn't trust us with more, um, because, you know, too much is given, much is required, then we, we have that, that confidence that this has absolutely nothing to do with us. And it's all mm. about like him and who he created us to be. And so I just, yeah, no, I could go on and on about this. I mean, one thing I do want to ask you, and I've, I've wanted to pick people's brains on this recently. Um, but this is kind of off script, but how do you, uh, determine when God's speaking to you? Oh, I love that. Mm. I love that. Um, so for me, a couple things, and I'll say it my way, different people have, you know, there's, yeah. if you want to list there anyways. So <laughs> like for me, oftentimes if I've heard, if, if three, three or so different people tell me the same thing, I'm kind of like, okay, I, I, I get the picture. Yeah. Right. I get the <laughs> yes, picture. So yeah. for example, right. Let's say, let's say, you know, even, even even with the 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 my friend who says man Sam it's nice to see you right right it was as I'm as I'm actually being part showing another side of me then this counselor says man it's nice to see you right the next day and I'm thinking okay maybe you guys talked like is this a plan the next day one of my one of my teammates sees me and I'm in the locker room now and I'm crying and my teammate says man it's nice to see you the next day one of our staff members I mean so like same thing. It's nice to see as, and I'm, I'm crying. like, I was, it was a lot of tears flowing that my, mm-hmm. you know, tear ducts were just, mm-hmm. they were on. Like uh, your face wild. is raw. You're like, right, yeah, you're right, done. right. Yeah. And, um, but I was like, oh, wow. Like there's something here. There's something here. Right. So that's one way. And that's just like a, my, a small example, but just different here. Different people say the same thing. One thing is just spending time. People talk about prayer, mm-hmm. which is great. Right. Like spend time prayer, like asking God for things, thanking God for things. But another thing I learned is listening, the importance of listening and prayer finding some quiet time, a quiet place and people, it doesn't matter where you go, but find some quiet space. Could be early in the morning, could be late at night. Just find some alone. Even I got married. I got three kids. There's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Like my, I'm at my best when I just find some time to myself 
and and with myself and with God. Mm-hmm. And yes, I pray, Lord, like this is what's going on and that's what's going on. But also I'll listen. I'll just sit in silence and listen and and see what I hear. Mm-hmm. And I can tell, like we all have different voices in our heads, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all have, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's the there's like, there's the, the, like that, sometimes that voice of condemnation, mm-hmm. right? You're not good enough, that guilt, that shame, that doubt. There's also kind of that voice. I think that sometimes ourselves where it's like, man, I, you know, this person didn't do this and this person, mm-hmm. you know, but then there's a voice that there's a feeling of peace with that voice. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it might be challenging. Yes. It might be um, scary, but it's peace. There's peace associated with that voice. There is a, something I did a couple of years ago, probably a decade ago or so, um, I just started reading the words of Jesus, right? Go in the Bible and say, let me say, what does Jesus actually say? Right. Yeah. Saying like, what is he actually saying? Cause I want to know if I'm hearing these voices, is it, is it God? Is it me? Is it the devil? Like what yeah. is, yeah, yeah, what yes. is, and so I wanted to get familiar, right? The Bible says in John, like the sheep hear his voice. Mm-hmm. So I want to, I want to know what the types of things Jesus would say. If I'm, if I'm, you know, at home, and I could be up in my room and let's say my mom or somebody is in the house and she starts talking. I don't need to see her to hear her voice. I know it's my mom. Right. Say with my dad or my kids or my wife, whatever. And so in the same way, when Jesus speaks, if you, if you spend enough time with someone, you know what they sound like, your best friends, mm-hmm. your best friends. You, and so for me, spending that time in the word of God saying, okay, what are the, actually the things that Jesus would say? Right. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm, have my quiet time, my quiet space. I'm hearing these words of peace. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm for you, mm-hmm. son. I'm for you. Yeah. I've, I, I'm not going anywhere. Right. It doesn't matter what they, it doesn't matter what she said, what he said. It doesn't matter. No, you did it. Unbelie- you did a great job right. and I'm with you. Oh, by the way, it's getting better. Like, that's what I would hear. Talk about football field off the football field. Right. But it took prayer, fasting, like spending time with the Lord. Right. Right. So that's another way. And then, I think also like my wife is a, a she like, you know what I mean? She, 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 cause I mean, even yeah. talking to her sometimes, it's not always like what yeah. she says, no. but it's like, man, like she got I'll the direct connect. My, I'm telling you the direct <laughs> connect. Like she got him on speed dial. Yeah, yeah, she, you know what I mean? Cause knows. I'll be like, man, yeah. struggling. Like, what is this? And she's like, well, how about you just do this? I'm like, Hmm. Okay. I didn't think about that. Right. Or a <laughs> yeah. friend. You know I mean? And it's like, that's the exact thing, you know? And so usually there comes a feeling of peace, even in a scary or maybe tumultuous situation. Mm-hmm. There comes a feeling of peace, and that's how I know it's from the Lord, right? Right. Um, um, what do you say? My peace I give to you, not peace that comes from the world. Like this peace is from me. Yeah. Right. It's supernatural peace, and it's not. And so people, some people say meditate. It's you can call it meditation, but it's meditating on the Word of God. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that I what comes to to my mind is. Um, you know, when people come to you for advice or encouragement, you're a very encouraging soul. So I imagine people gravitate towards that. And uh, most of the time when you are pouring out, you're like, oh, I feel like something my soul needs some pouring into. And, you know, just even reciting like, hey, Lord, I know I'm supposed to bear other people's burdens, but then I also know that you bear mine. So now that I've Mm -hmm. taken these burdens, you say I can give them to you. So Mm -hmm. like help me like mentally in my head, watch myself take other people's burdens and then just throw them on you. Cause you said I can do that. Like that's in yeah. your word. And, um, I, and even, and even like, I was gonna say not to cut you off. Anytime no. someone cuts somebody off and says, Oh, not, yeah, I meant to cut you off. Right. So yeah, it's like, but, yeah. No, but, no, no. But, I'm cutting you off for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I want to make sure we talk about this piece too, 
Um, and now I'm, now I'm going to forget what I was going to say because we're talking about cutting people off. Oh. But um, but even just the idea of like, God, hey, can you give me someone to bear my burden to? Yeah. Like even that, because sometimes I'm like, I pour out and I pour out and I'm like, man, God, I need somebody to pour into me. Like who can I pour out yeah. onto? Yeah. And who can, you can fill me up. Um, and sometimes he'll bring someone. And other times he's like, hey, son, just spend some time with me right. and let me fill you. Right. Like tasted taste and see. I think it's Psalm 119, mm-hmm. maybe 105. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. Right. I was, you know, I was in my just kind of found a quiet space. I'm, I'm saying I'm in, I'm in Texas with my family right now. So mm-hmm. stay in my, in my, I was in my parents room. They're not around. And and um, and I felt like the Lord was like, what do you want to do? Because I'm thinking, man, do I start a podcast? Do I, you know, I'm, right. you know, do I do some more stuff on TV? Mm-hmm. And I and I just felt like the Lord's asking, son, what do you want to do? And I was like, God, I just want to encourage people mm-hmm. and I want to just eat up your word. Like your word is just it's all like it's juicy. Like every yeah, time big I spend juicy time, word. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I actually take the time, like that's what I want to do. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's, I was thinking about man, that word, the word of God being almost like juicy and filling and mm-hmm. fulfilling. Yep. And it, and I thought about that, you know, that taste and see that the Lord is good. good. Yep. Yes. And there was this um, scripture that I was reading in John 15 about Jesus says, I'm the true vine. My father's the gardener. You are the branches, the gardener. And the father's the one that, you know, prunes and takes away the branches that don't bear fruit. But there's a little sentence in there that I never realized was in there. And Jesus says, you are clean because of the word I spoke over you. Mm. And then it moves on to talk even more about, you know, bearing fruit and being pruned and I like always like read that number one, knowing that bearing fruit never really relies on the branch. Like mm. it's not, it's, it's who you're connected to that ultimately, f- you know, gives the branch fruit. And so if he says he's the true vine and our father's the gardener, the only responsibility we have, he gives to us, which just says, remain in me as I mm. remain in you. And so the words that, and then Jesus says, you are clean because of the word I spoke over you. Not what the world spoke over you, not what your ex spoke over you, not what you speak over you, what I speak over you. That's why you're clean. And if you really look at Jesus's words, the the uh, the only time he really has us go do something is whether it's going to love your neighbor Mm. or going Mm. to tell people of his goodness. The other Mm. ones are do not be afraid, rest, Mm -hmm. remain, abide, believe, love. Those things are so like again chill and just something that we all crave but we we try to make more hoops to jump through and i think about jesus feeding the five thousand. afterwards the disciples say jesus what do we do to perform the work of god and i circle that word perform because i'm a performance-based christian person recovering performer and jesus says this is the work of god that you believe the one he sent boom that's it like wait Mm. that's it (laughs) like just simple belief and then if i don't believe in some areas you're going to help me in my unbelief it's almost too good to be true can you imagine like being i mean you are and you're in a um a great fruitful marriage but can people imagine being in a relationship with a human like that where you don't Mm -hmm. have to do much you just Mm -hmm. get to enjoy abide remain and so i just i'm starting to realize even my own life when i discern his voice if they don't match with those the, the calmness of those principles then it might just be me. It might be my right. recovering performance. My I need to do more to get more, which is, you know, you've seen other countries. America is a huge proponent for doing more to get more. 
and so I, we have this Americanized God sometimes, and that's not him. Anyways, I could go on, Sam. I, I had a coach. I, <laughs> I had a coach, Brooke, who um, this is my last little side story. No, it's good. Um, like tangential, you know, podcast which I love, but mm-hmm. I have a I had a coach who like we were doing something on the football field and it wasn't working, and and I, it wasn't going to work, right? Mm-hmm. Like the people we were playing were, you know, whether they were at a better scheme or whatever, it wasn't working. And we tried it two times, didn't work, third time didn't work. And um, like we finished the game, didn't work that game. So I'm thinking, okay, the next game, we got to at least change our game plan or we got to do something to figure out, you know, how to scheme, whatever. And the coach just said, hey, guys, try harder. Mm-hmm. Just try harder. And if you try harder, we're going to get it. And I'm sitting there like, coach, we've been trying as hard as we can. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Just try? And it was like this uptight, try harder, try. And I hated that. Yeah. I hated that because I'm like, first of all, it's implying that I'm not trying hard enough, which mm-hmm. I, I know we all are. But secondly, like, it's not about trying harder. Right? Yeah. It's not. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe if you, if you want me to, maybe you could say, like, believe it's going to work. Mm-hmm. I think there's something there, right? If you believe. Right. But then mm-hmm. also, but because, but when you believe your actions change, right? So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to practice in a different way, maybe a different game plan, different, but the whole, like, let me just try harder. Yeah, it's almost like running your head into uh, against a brick wall. I don't always agree with that. No. Yeah. Can you imagine if your kids like looked at you like that? I just need to try oh. harder to relate to my dad. Yeah. That would yeah. break your heart. If your yeah. if your kid came up to you and said, "Hey, Daddy, I know that you said that I shouldn't and I can't and blah blah blah," but you you'd be like, "Hey, hey, hey, can you yeah. just tell me what you're t- what you're trying to ask? Can you just yeah. tell me? Can you just come talk to me? Can you not mm. like I used to do that as a kid? I'd be like, "Dad, listen, I know you said or I know I did this," and I can imagine him just looking at me like, "Can you just tell me what you're what you want to say? Like, why mm. do we need this whole entire preface?" Uh, mm-hmm. what I did or didn't say or what you you did or didn't do right. You're my daughter. Mm-hmm. I want a relationship with you. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. And if my dad, who is a human, treats me like that, how much more does my heavenly father treat me like that? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just, again, it's not, it's not about a, relig- a religion and a, a group of rules and a what do I need to do to get to God. The gospel is what he did to get to us. Mm-hmm. And that that is what should emanate from us and invite people in like enough with the phoniness enough with the fakeness like a you know a little bit of religion added into grace ruins the whole thing so don't Mm. do it (laughs) just don't Mm. do it like have grace for yourself have grace for other people because you know that your supply of grace is never ending and man i like i said i can go on but i want to roll right into these rapid fire questions to get to our write it down so here's a couple rapid fire are you marvel or dc movies marvel marvel got it what's your favorite marvel avengers okay love the first one love um are you a um afc or nfc fan if you were not a player as you said afc or nfc yeah Oh, NFC, hundred percent. Not even a question. Really? What do you mean, really? I are you where? Are you from, bro? I can't. I'm a Dolphins fan. Ugh. R.I.P. Oh, well, first of all, sorry. My actual confidence. Trash, yeah. And y'all may not make the playoffs this year. I mean, uh, of all years, I, out of, I, I'm hoping y'all make it. But I know. I don't. It's a. It's a close call. Sorry, Tua. Um, one <laughs> thing your kids do that annoy you. Man, my son. Um, <laughs> Well, I love that you knew youngest. it so fast. You said, oh, man, my sure. son. But I'm going to skip over this and go to my other one. Like my other, my, I have a two-year-old who's in the terrible two phase, you, people yeah. say. Yeah. And like, 
it's kind of a no. Well, it's kind of it, he'll just he just says no with so much disdain <laughs> for my yes. For, no. Yeah. No. Hey, you know. No. And yeah. I'm like, bro, chill out. Yeah. You know. Um. And I have another my, my other son, my five year old, or he's sixteen. I just turned six. He, I don't know. I get to know, and he's very much like me in a lot of ways. So yeah. I think I'll preface it that way, but. Like I get, like he always asks for help for stuff, and yeah. I'm like, dude, some of the stuff you could actually do. You know what I mean? Like it's like, hey, 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 Caleb, can you go clean up? Daddy, can you help me? Dude, yeah, it's not. Just, can you, you help know. me? Are you gonna help me? Are yeah. you gonna clean up? I'm like, dude, just do it. Yeah. yeah. Don't act like you don't know the song. No, that is right. like my nephew, but he does no matter factly. You're like, hey, mm. Jude, can you give me a hug? Nope. It's like, <laughs> oh, like I should have known the answer. Nope. It's like you're just like, yes. okay. Yeah, and my daughter, I have a, I have a four-year-old daughter too. And her thing, and I, I mean, obviously like daddy's girl in yeah. a lot of ways, but her thing, it's like, it's almost like daddy's girl to an extreme. Like she'll legitimately bat her. She'll ask me for something. And before I can even respond, she'll bat her eyes. And I'm like, who taught you? Like, yeah. who taught you this? And then how come, why does this work? Cause I actually am saying yes, you know? So yeah, she'll it bat her eyes. yeah, yeah, it yeah. helps. And so, um, but yeah, the, 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 probably the, the thing right now is the whole, like the, the disdain in my two-year-olds no 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 like all right and i'm like what <laughs> yeah the attitude um the attitude. last uh rapid fire question your favorite quality about your wife oh she's well, i was gonna say beautiful beautiful is not a quality but she's beautiful yeah yeah that's... um but her like she's <sighs> see this is y'all just gotta go read chapter 12 in my book it's the whole book's about her oh um so good uh i I'm not, I don't want. I don't want to cop out and say I can't pick one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really can't pick one. But she's good. Like she just loves people well. No, she cares for people well. Mm-hmm. She really thinks about other people well, and she loves to serve. It's ridiculous. It's literally ridiculous. Like she loves to serve. Like she'll go out of her way to serve like my sisters or my brother-in-law or even her family, like Christmas, bruh, mm-hmm. Christmas in our house or in our family, like everyone's happy that they know Ngazi. My wife's name is Ngazi. It means blessing mm-hmm. in English. Um, because every Christmas, even if we don't have a lot, she's like, oh, we got to, we got to get everybody and their mama gifts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do we really have to get, like, you haven't seen it. So yeah. she's sending back mm-hmm. gifts to people in Nigeria, like yeah. aunts, uncles, cousins, like, Cause, cause she didn't grow up with a lot. Yeah. And so and I know these are supposed to be rapid fire. I apologize. No, no, this I'm is good. Comment. No, it's okay. But like, so like for her, like Christmas is a big, big deal. Yeah. And so like, even if we're not doing huge gifts w- between ourselves, like we're getting our friends and our family yeah. gifts cause we're celebrating them. We're su- she's super thoughtful. Aww. That's probably the biggest thing. That's yeah. cool. And you're over here. Like, can't we just send them a text? Like, yeah, we- <laughs> like, like bro, Christmas, Christmas happens every year. Like they, I don't, I'm not a huge gift person anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and she's I like, feel. "Let's give everybody everything." <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and but it's not even necessarily everything, but it's, yeah. it's it's let's give them the thing that they'll really love. Yeah, and enjoy. That's I love the that. thing that blows me away because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's easy to give everyone everything, but she's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. Let's be intentional. Oh, I know he's gonna love this. I got my, I got a brother-in-law mm-hmm. who loves Jordans, like Jordan shoes. Mm-hmm. And there was a time like where even when I was playing. Like, you know, we, we would get J's like for as a team gift and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, and I had a Nike account. Like there were things where it's like I get this stuff for free half the time. Well, I don't have that anymore. And she's still like, okay, we got to get him some Jordans. I'm like, you know how much those cost? You know what I mean? But, but we got him the Jordans. <laughs> like, and he loved, but he loved them. Yeah. He was like, are you kidding? Like, thank you so much. So just the intentionality yeah. of the gift, the thoughtfulness. That's the that. thing I, 
I love about her the most. I and again, I know this is rapid fire, but one thing that you said about her intentionality with gift giving, and I got in a conversation with a friend recently about this of Christmas time. I'm not going to go give my sister a gift I'd give my dad because I'm going to be specific. If she puts something on her list, I'm going to be specific to her because I have a specific relationship with her and that's her desire. And my friend challenged me with this of that's how God is with his children. Hmm. He's like not going to come give me a gift that my dad would enjoy like i my dad has a miami dolphins christmas tree we just got a bigger one and it's not our main tree like he's a little excessive and (laughs) i every christmas if somebody kept giving me a miami dolphins ornament i'd be like can i just give this to my dad like i don't mean Mm. to offend you but can i just give it to him because this is not something i want and um i just think there's so much beauty of realizing that's how god is with his intentional like if us being humans know how to give good gifts to their children how much more does he know how to give good gifts to his children so again comparison is silly and anyways i can go on but you the, got me rooting for the you got me rooting for the dolphins now bro you got me rooting I, for the miami dolphins you need, you need to they need extra support <laughs> love for the dolphins. they just they need it they can feel it we know i'll be happy i'll be happy i'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm i'm cheering for you, you guys you know that they're the black sheep of the nfl and they know it too <laughs> and they need they're the ugly duckling that need just a little more love and support they get a bad rep because everybody's still hinging off of their you know miracle seasons like way back in the day before i was alive so that's what my dad always says you should have been there. i wasn't dad they suck <laughs> anyways we're getting to the point in the show where i ask each guest to give the audience something to write down to end the show with so sam acho what is your write it down get a pen or a pencil mm-hmm. as you're listening i'm gonna give you some time to go find your pen find your pencil got it i am with you I am for you. I will never leave you. I have never left you. Don't just let the world see you, but let me see you. Period. This is God talking, Love. right? Like, so like, hmm. and I think I can end it there. Can I end it there? Yeah, you, can, it there? you know what? We can mic drop, pen drop right there. Sam Acho, write it down. Thanks for joining us today. No, thanks so much, Brooke. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to WIDPOD. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.